Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. This is the AC Report. other side of midnight i'm frank moreno time for our weekly look at one of the most interesting communities in the world atlantic city new jersey and i can't think of a better person to look at it with than chuck darrow veteran journalist who has covered the casino industry for many years currently he's writing for bettersinsiders.com and sun newspapers of south jersey chuck it is great to talk with you it has been way too long Oh, man, has it been way too long. And uh, top of the morning to you and uh, your listeners and our listeners. Absolutely. Thank you. Great to be back. uh, It is great to have you back. Uh, So the last time I was in Atlantic City, it had just been announced that uh, Joe Lupo, the the grand poobah over at uh, Hard Rock, was going to be moving on uh, to manage, a, I think, a property in Nevada – and uh, I know they have a new CEO, and the Tropicana Casino in Atlantic City has a new CEO. Who are these guys? Who are the new CEOs? What does it mean for the people that visit Atlantic City? Well, um, that probably remains to be seen. Um, certainly the more significant post is that of CEO at Hard Rock, which is uh, you know, arguably uh, the uh, top tier or, the, or the, you know, the, prime, the premier. Uh, property in casino hotel property in Atlantic City these days. They have done a spectacular job um, since it reopened. Of course, it was the uh, Trump Taj Mahal for 20, well, about 24 years, I guess. I'm not very good at math, especially at this hour of the morning. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was really beat up and had gone to seed, as they say. And uh, Hard Rock and actually Hard Rock International, the Seminole um, Indian tribe out of South Florida, uh, which uh, 
owns the Hard Rock brand, Hard Rock International brand, that is. And they swooped in with, oh, 500 or so million dollars and literally transformed that property into a real jewel uh, with an emphasis on entertainment, you know, for what, 50, see, 2000, once again, Matt, about 20 years almost, close to 20 years, Borgata was absolutely the entertainment capital of um, Atlantic, of Atlantic City and really, to some degree, the East Coast outside of uh, New York City, probably. And uh, today, I think the argument can be made that there are more A-list headliners, not to mention all the other entertainment they have at, at Hard Rock. But the point is that that was all the doing of Joe Lupo, who has uh, flown the coop and is, uh, I guess, at this point ensconced on the strip in Las Vegas, where he is the CEO of what will ultimately be the Hard Rock Hotel Casino out there. It is now the Mirage. and. Uh, one of the controversial parts of that plan, though I don't believe Joe had anything to, directly to do with it. I think the decision was made before they appointed him to that position. They are demolishing the iconic Mirage Volcano oh. in order to build another guitar-shaped hotel tower like the one they have at their flagship property in Hollywood. Well, was like, the Mirage uh, owned by the Wynn Corporation or or uh, the, it was the Mirage Corporation? They were their own thing. No, it was, it, it was built by Steve Wynn and it was truly a game changer uh, in that it was the property that turned the casino business, which generally was all about casino revenue and everything else pretty much was comped as long as a player was playing. And the Mirage really was the, the property that turned the gaming industry into a cash business to a large degree. Was it a surprise that uh, that they would sell uh, such an iconic casino? Uh... Well, well, let's, yeah, well, let me get to that. Um, no, the, the Mirage um, has, I believe, for many years been an MGM property. Ah, I see. Yeah, they MGM got it from Steve Wynn built it. And it uh, became, um, yeah, I think I, I'm almost positive it was, uh, you know, most recently an MGM property. And because uh, Steve Wynn, of course, had to get out of the business because of uh, allegations of uh, sexual misconduct with employees. Right, uh, but even he, he had years. left MGM even before his scandal yeah, was, and was, started his own It was a merger. It was, yeah, I right. believe it was MGM Wynn. All right. So, um, the, uh, so Joe Lupo is gone, and so, yeah, so uh, Joe Lupo. But Joe, the point, you know, Joe Lupo um, is a tough act to follow because he also guided Borgata for many years, and he was an entertainment guy, and he's the one who, as much as anyone, built Borgata into the entertainment, uh, you know, stronghold that it was for a decade plus, and then uh, went over to Hard Rock in 2018 when it opened. And um, his successor is a gentleman named Anthony LaFranca. And uh, it's, you know, I, I, I believe that Joe left kind of, oh, he left a legacy to be sure, but it certainly was a very successful game plan. I don't know how much innovation or how much, uh, not so much innovation, but uh, diverting from the game plan, from the blueprint that has been so successful for Hard Rock. In Atlantic City, uh, I think he's more of a—it's more of a steward, stewardship, perhaps. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, it remains to be seen. He's only been in office there, maybe a couple of months, I believe, probably right around uh, right after Labor Day, maybe right before. 
So, of course, it'll be a while before we see um, any, you know, what what happens under his stewardship. But I do know that um, they are doubling down, to, to use an appropriate phrase in this case, on entertainment. Um, my sources tell me that uh, their budget for 2023 um, for entertainment is something like $30 million. So I think you'll see more of the same, but I think you'll perhaps see even a, uh, you know, a, a burrowing down, go, you know, going drilling down deeper into this uh, live entertainment strategy that they have, which is a great thing. And so what, what's happening at Tropicana? Yeah, Tropicana, uh, of course, a couple of years ago was one of the properties, the Caesars properties that, um, well, uh, purchased. What what happened was that a company called El Dorado Gaming out of Reno, Nevada, uh, had owned, had bought, they bought the uh, Tropicana several years ago from uh, billionaire investor Carl Icahn, who also was the one who closed the Taj Mahal. And uh, then a little bit later on, El Dorado went and bought Caesars Entertainment. So now Tropicana is under the Caesars umbrella, along with with Harris and Caesars in Atlantic City. And they just appointed a guy named Joe Joseph. uh, He goes by formally Joe, but I know him as Joe Junta, who has been a Caesars employee and management type, not just an environment. He wasn't dealing craps or anything, but he's been an executive uh, at Harris and Caesars for about 20 years. He's a real good man, uh, knows knows the business inside out, upside down. And I haven't had a chance. I'm looking. Uh, we're trying to get together, so I can't say that I picked his brains, but I hope to do that uh, very shortly. But um, the Tropicana is a real diamond in the rough. I've always thought that. It is probably the most complete property in Atlantic City because in addition to a very spacious casino, uh, one of the great casino showrooms, not only on the East Coast, but probably in the entire country, Mm. my understanding has always been that the Trop Theater, which holds about 2,000 people, has the largest proscenium stage um, outside of Radio City. Uh, but it also has, of course, the quarter, which is the dining, retail, and entertainment complex. And there's a whole bunch of things going on. And so a couple of things have opened there this year and a couple more uh, already. The Wild Honey Tavern um, and Barbecue Joint. I forget the name. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to trying Hash House or Go-Go. I've been to the ones yeah. in Nevada several times. It's a great spot for yeah. breakfast. That's opened. Um also, I might be. I don't think Hash House is in the quarter. I haven't been there yet. It's Um I think it's a part of the actual, uh, the older part ah. of, off the boardwalk. Uh, but, but and there's also a Gin, Gin Ricky's, which is a piano bar that opened within the past three or four weeks. Oh, that's cool. I got to check that out. Yeah, and there's also uh, uh, on the books uh, something called the Royce Social. Which is kind of a just a, a bar hangout. There'll be TVs. There'll be all kinds of games, board games, and uh, I guess billiards and ping pong, things like that. Also, some live entertainment. But the Trop, for reasons, it's never been. It's ever really. I I don't think it's it's ever really fulfilled its promise. And I'm hoping that Caesars, which has invested uh, upwards of 400 million dollars over the past year or two in Atlantic City. Um, although the, the lion's share of that has gone to Caesars itself, 
Um, I, I hope that Joe is, again, given the resources to really turn the truck into hmm. the kind of property I, I've always thought it could be and should be. So that'll that'll be really interesting. Certainly, uh, their entertainment schedule is, is not the greatest. Hopefully, they'll find uh, a little more use for that beautiful theater they have. Yeah, no, uh, well said. Um, uh, uh, you know, fingers crossed for, for everybody's sake especially his. Uh, speaking of other properties owned by Caesars, obviously their namesake is Caesars. Uh, Caesars yeah. is doing the same sort of investment in terms of rehabilitating and modernizing their property that a lot of the other properties in Atlantic City are doing. They're adding a Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen, and I'm embarrassed to say this as a New Yorker, but I've never been to the Nobu in Manhattan, they're adding a Nobu at Caesars as well. When what well, when are they slated to open? Well, okay, so so Hell's not Hell's Kitchen has actually been open for I guess since sometime in September, and I haven't been there yet. But that will uh, end tomorrow night. I, I uh, oh. I've been invited to the media event there tomorrow night, so looking forward to that. And they are taking uh, I guess about a week or so ago. They began taking reservations for Nobu, which indicates that the opening, a soft opening, will is imminent. Uh, I would be surprised if another you know, week from or so from today, uh, it wasn't up and running. But the what's really interesting about the Nobu project and the partnership, and Nobu, of course, is um, owned and operated by the hospitality company. Um, whose partnership includes Robert De Niro. So we're you know, hoping, everybody's hoping that Bob, as, as you know, as we call him. <laughs> right. Uh, but no, we're hoping that, that, you know, everybody's hoping that he will make an appearance at some point. But that, this is only phase one of the nobuization of Caesars because as we speak, work is being done on, I believe, probably the top four floors of the uh, main hotel tower, Caesars, the Centurion Tower, which will be turned into a super high-end Nobu hotel. So kind of a hotel oh. in a hotel. Well, that, that's concept, kind of the same is, concept with the Borgata and the Water Club, right? It is... Yes and no, yes. I mean, I mean, ultimately, I would say that that's a pretty, a pretty fair assessment. The only difference is that Water Club is an actual – um, it's 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 pr- a property unto itself. It's its own tower. I see that is a part because yeah, uh, technically and, and sort of philosophically, you could spend two or three nights or whatever at Water Club and never really set foot inside Borgata. Gotcha. Well, that's that's certainly true. But- yeah. We're talking with Chuck Darrow. Uh, he's been a veteran journalist covering this sort of thing for a long time. You could read him at bettersinsiders.com or any of the Sun newspapers of South Jersey. And, uh, uh, Chuck, I've noticed – I was in Atlantic City maybe three or four weeks ago, and I noticed walking the boardwalk, you really are just blown away by the stench of marijuana. Yeah. And yeah. I know that uh, recreational cannabis is the way New York and New Jersey and a bunch of other places are going. It was the case in uh, Nevada when I was out there last year. What does this mean for the future of Atlantic City and the region economically? Well, okay, so unlike so many municipalities, I don't know how it is in New York, but here in New Jersey, well, 60%, give or take, of the uh, residents 
voters anyway, approved the legalization uh, referendum that was on the ballot back in 2020. Um, the fact is that the majority of the state's five, I think it's 521 municipalities, have so far voted down licensing uh, cannabis establishments, be they retail or grow facilities. Um, but Atlantic City, as much as any, I know Jersey City is pretty invested in it, but the mayor of Atlantic City, Marty Smalls, has gone on record multiple times with that his intent is to make Atlantic City a truly a cannabis capital. And uh, it's just, uh, they just recently approved a couple of dispensaries. My my idea years ago, several years ago, was that they should turn Bader Field, which of course is a historic old airport, the first facility of its kind in the world, to actually be called an airport back in the early 20s. And it's sort of just an open space now that's used for an occasional big concert or tattoo festival, you know, beer festival, things like that. I think they should turn it into a state of the art, grow, growing growing the facility, sort of you know, make it the East Coast capital of cannabis. And also maybe have part of it as a cannabis museum because the history of, of it is kind of interesting. But I don't – that's just you know that's just my opinion. That said, as, um, Atlantic City is going all in on cannabis as far as they can go. Now, um, the issue or sort of the sticking point is that thus far – and this is going to change. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. A year, two years, five years. But it, it's going to happen. But right now, there is a great reluctance in the in the gaming industry in Atlantic City to get involved with this. Mm. And you know, the to me, the opportunities are, are I don't know if they're endless, but they're certainly uh, varied. Clearly, I mean, it would make great sense to sort of for a casino to open up some sort of Willie Nelson branded country and western oh, sure. and consumption lounge. Um, you know, if you want to partner with Snoop Dogg. Uh, you know, there's all these celebrity, you know, uh, celebrities who are getting into the cannabis industry, and it just seems natural. You know, um, I'm, I'm sure you're aware that having chefs, you know, famous chefs, the Bobby Flays and Wolfgang Pucks of the world, come in and cook dinner for their uh, premium players yeah. uh, or high rollers, if you will is an old established tradition, not only in Atlantic City, but casinos throughout the country. And I, I, Vice, the Vice Network on cable a year or two ago actually had a whole series, I think it was called Cooking with, I know it was called Bong, B-O-N-G, Appetit. Oh, and it was boy. basically a cooking show, except everything that was cooked was infused with cannabis. That, that's wild. You're right. There's no yeah. shortage of opportunity. Hey, Chuck, we're going to have to leave it there. The next time we talk, uh, you got to okay. give us a review of uh, – I understand AEW Wrestling is coming back to Boardwalk Hall with uh, Mike Tyson as one of the people that's going to be doing some commentary. So you got to keep your uh, – Eyes and ears yep. open for Iron we'll Mike do. and his return to Atlantic City. He's had some uh, historic, hi- historic m- uh, moments in Atlantic City, that's for sure. Chuck Darrow will be reading you in bettersinsider.com. Thanks so much for the time this morning. Hey, anytime. You know that. Uh, I love it. Uh, if you want to comment on any portion of our discussion, you're welcome to give me a call. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight. 